0: Why well, hello there, beautiful humans. Welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. We're going to start off today by playing a little game. Here's how it works. I'm going to pretend to be your child and you're going to tell me how you'd respond to each situation. Sounds like fun. All right, here we go. You ready? Here's me trying to pedal my tricycle up the hill and I get stuck. Ah, my tears start flowing. Did you say, keep trying or My brother is trying to take my toys. No, you can't. Then I proceed to throw my toy. Did you respond with, hey, we don't throw. Another one, I'm playing with my friend and my friend is using my toy, mine. And then I yanked the toy out of his hand. I'm gonna guess you went with the typical response of, you need to share your toys. Lastly, it is a fun one. I'm laying on the bathroom floor screaming. For what I'm sure is a valid reason, like, I don't know, maybe the shower curtain was open and it shouldn't have been. Or perhaps I just sat down for lunch and my milk cup is missing. I'm screaming and the screams are abundant. Ah, I doubt my milk, my milk. You can't take the madness. Did you say, use your words? See, now, wasn't that fun? Okay, but there was a point to that fun little charade. You see, all of these instances have a common denominator. And that is that your child is trying to communicate with you. You're like, okay, all right? okay, I know Michelle. I could have told you that. But what they aren't telling you is that they don't know how to communicate with you. There are several reasons why they may not know how to communicate. It could be that they haven't reached that point developmentally yet, or that they know when they communicate that way, they get out of doing something or get what they want, or they just don't know how to express themselves yet because they haven't been taught. They may not yet be sure how to solve their way through certain situations yet, so the only way they know how to express themselves is through screaming, throwing, crying, yanking toys away from somebody, etc. But fortunately for us parents, there's a solution. Woohoo! In today's episode, we're going to dive into alternatives to those one-liner knee-jerk reactions that we often give to our kids and focus on how to respond in a way that teaches our little ones how to communicate their feelings so they're able to voice their emotions and communicate the things they do or do not want in a more rational way, let's say. All right, mama, let's get it. Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age but it also teaches you how to parent with intention welcome to the generation on a mission podcast where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers hi I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator, turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So you see, our knee-jerk reaction as parents when instances like this happens is to bust out a one-liner that quote-unquote addresses the behavior. Like, for instance, use your words, or stop whining, don't hit, or even keep trying. Yes, it does address the behavior in that it sends the message to your child that he did something he wasn't supposed to do or there is something he could have done better. However, does that teach them how to correct their behavior? Unfortunately, that's the piece we're missing here. So we may mean well as parents when we respond with these quick one-liners. But it doesn't actually fix what we're telling our kids not to do in fact these one-liners can actually make the behavior or situation worse wait what i'll explain that in a gif but first something that you'll hear me say over and over again is that parenting takes time and that good parenting has to be intentional and sometimes that means you have to take time out of whatever else it is that you're doing to teach your child how to communicate her feelings when her world comes crumbling down for even the tiniest of reasons. It's so important, so important. You're tasked with raising these kids and equipping them with the tools they need to be successful. Nobody else, that job is yours, mama, that job is yours, you gotta own it. We have to carve out time to make sure our kids not only know right from wrong, but also know how to apply strategies and forms of communication to use when they make mistakes or feel all the things, whose responsibility is that to teach them? It's us as parents of course we have to teach them how to do all the things otherwise they're not going to be equipped to be successful but i want you to think for a minute about those instances where you do bust out the one-liners think about the situation going on around you are you in a rush or are you in the middle of doing something perhaps cooking dinner working or even scrolling on your phone or watching tv odds are you either don't think you have the time to address the behavior or You don't have enough energy to do it because you're so exhausted and it takes so much energy to be an intentional parent. And yes, intentional parenting is so exhausting and not to mention repetitive, which is part of the reason why it's exhausting. But speaking from experience, I am one exhausted mama. I still have a teething, meaning baby, At home who doesn't ever sleep and I'm talking ever (laughs) and energy is something that I don't have but I'm telling you it's worth it in the end to take your disciplining a step further and teach your child how to communicate in these instances and not just bust out a one liner because it's easy or quick or convenient. That's not going to get them as far in the overall scheme of things when they just hear don't do that or do that you need to teach them how. So I'll tell you that more times than not, when I hear parents telling their child to stop, share, or use your words, it's because parents want to get back to whatever it is that they were doing. And what I've come to find is that their kids keep doing the same behavior over and over again, and the parents have to say the same one-liners again over and over. And I'm here to remind you that if we wanna raise the bar for our kids and raise them to be generational leaders, then we again need to reflect on our doings as parents and how we are responding to them when they need corrections. And again, I must emphasize that there are still times when brashness comes out and there's sometimes when your little will still try to take advantage of the kind parent that you are and you have to get stern. But before that happens, they have to be taught skills and strategies to do instead of that screamer outburst. And they have to be taught a lot. It takes 21 times of doing something before it starts to stick. So think about that in terms of your childhood. They're going to have to hear this over and over and over and over and over again. So strap on because it's a long ride. But I promise it's worth it. You will start to see progress from your child in the way they communicate the more often you don't bust out the one-liners and actually take the time to teach them how to do things. So, as I mentioned earlier, it could actually make the situation worse when you tell your little one to use his words during a meltdown or you yell at him to stop hitting or share your toys, and here's why. When we bust out these one-liners and our little ones haven't been taught how to handle the situation differently or they're not developmentally ready for it, or they haven't learned how to effectively communicate their emotions, it does more harm than good because they grow frustrated at the fact that you're telling them to use their words and use emotions that they don't know how to use or address or define. Or if they're forced to share and they don't know how to express that they don't wanna share that toy just yet, What do you think happens then? The behaviors or meltdowns get worse. Think of it this way. It's like an emotional adult being told to calm down in the heat of the moment. Telling me to calm down isn't going to calm me down. It's going to make me more frustrated because you're just not understanding my point of view and the fact that I'm upset right now. So now I'm getting even more agitated. Telling a little one to use his words is not going to get him to use his words. We have to teach him what that means. And I'll get into that in a quick gif, but let me reiterate first with another example. For instance, telling your kids don't throw when they're throwing something tells them that they aren't supposed to throw when they get upset, but it doesn't teach them those feelings that they're feeling. And how to handle their feelings when they get upset or what to do instead in fact they may actually hit instead and get in trouble for doing that too because they weren't supposed to throw so what were they supposed to do they hit and they can't do that either but they don't know what to do differently so what do we do how do we teach that well now I'm going to provide you with some alternatives to say instead number one when your child wants something and they're yelling at you you say instead of yelling at me Can you tell me what it is that you do want? For example, my toddler is in that now three-year-old phase where he kind of whines at me and says, no, 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 when I do something he doesn't want me to do. Now, just to paint a background picture for you of this kid's vocabulary, he can correctly identify cumulonimbus, cirrus, cumulus clouds, chlorophyll, Things like that. So it's not like he doesn't know how to use his words. He doesn't. He has vocabulary, but it's just that he still is learning how to express his emotions appropriately. His vocabulary is there. So now I know he's at a point where he's ready to verbalize what he wants or doesn't want. So a tantrum from him just isn't going to cut it anymore. I'll still give him a minute to be frustrated if he needs to be, but when he's tantruming or yelling, no, not that. Instead of me saying use your word or be kind, I tell him. Instead of telling me what you don't want, tell me what you do want. And I'll let him know that I understand he's frustrated and doesn't want ice, for example. You're telling me you don't want ice in your water, but I need you to tell me what you do want instead. And this helps him to calm his thoughts and he's able to tell me, mama, I want water without ice, please, or something of that nature. Another example is if I pick out his clothes, and this is after he decides he doesn't wanna pick out his clothes, but he really wants to pick out his clothes, and he decides he doesn't like what I pick out, and he starts to cry. And instead of me saying, use your words, or don't scream at me if you don't want the clothes that I picked out, I'll tell him, You're showing me you're upset and letting me know that you don't want these clothes, but can you tell me what you do want instead? And this takes practice at first. But before he's ready to express those thoughts, I need to model what it looks like to respond, which takes months and a lot of practice. So I'll say, You're telling me that you don't want the clothes that I picked out. So can you show me what you want to pick out instead, or can you tell me what you want to pick out instead? And that's how. I handled that situation and that calms him down and he says, okay, mama, I want to wear my basketball shirt today and these shorts or he'll pick them out himself. I've seen this strategy work time and again. So if I would have said, use your words, he may not have known what that meant and that wouldn't have gotten the problem addressed. So the second strategy is if he's being very toddler-esque and yelling at me, I will say, How can you say that more kindly? So, if he is in a really yelly mood and he wants to stay in his PJs, for example, I'll tell him it's time to get dressed. And he may yell, No, it's not time, which he's done. But that tells me that he's communicating to me that he doesn't want to get dressed, which is fine. But talking to me like that's not going to cut it. So, I need to teach him how to respond more appropriately because yelling, again, does not cut it in my house. So instead, I ask him, you're telling me you don't wanna get dressed, but how can you tell me that more kindly? And again, this is something that has to be taught and modeled before you can expect your child to be able to express himself like this. But when I'm asking him to tell me more kindly, he's able to stop, and reflect upon the fact that he didn't ask me in the right way and now he's given a chance to show that he can ask for what he wants in a more respectful way. And it actually works. He knows the expectation is to ask kindly and then he'll flip his switch and say, Mama, may I please stay in my PJs? And I'll respond with, since you asked so kindly, yes you may. A third example, when he throws his toys, I let him know that his behavior is not acceptable. But I try to ask a reflective question with it to get his wheels spinning on how he can express his emotions a little bit differently. It's frustrating when you have to share. And sometimes he gets frustrated for no reason. He just throws his toys. And so I'll say, instead of throwing your toys, I will say, buddy, it's okay to be frustrated that your brother took your toy, but we don't throw toys because it can hurt someone. How can you let him know that you're still playing with it in a kinder way? or when his brother is trying to take his toys because he's one and he likes to explore and he screams at him i'll tell him hey your brother is just so curious about what you're doing he wants to be like you and explore what you're exploring can you tell him about what you're playing with can you teach him about it and that usually offsets any tantrums because he's actually excited to teach him about what he's doing and share all of his knowledge. And that teaches him how to play with his brother instead of just yanking it out of his hand or throwing the toy because he gets frustrated because the toy keeps disappearing out of his hand. So that's another alternative. Number four, sharing. Oh, the big one, sharing. Gosh, sharing is a doozy. And I'm gonna get into another episode about sharing alone, but just a quick rundown of what to say instead of snapping at your child to share his toys. I'm sure that's come out of your mouth. Just share, just share your toys. I'm gonna teach you some alternatives. You may have heard the word mine so many times from your little one, and don't worry, it's completely normal, but when your child says this, he's actually trying to communicate that he's not done with his toy and he still wants to play, and that's okay, but he just doesn't know how to express that yet. And yes, we wanna let our kids know about the importance of sharing, but there's also a way to do both, letting him know that it is kind to share and also, making sure that he still has his time with the toy that he has and just find that balance with not being too greedy and still getting your time with the toy and expressing that in a way that is kind so when your toddler says mine he isn't trying to be selfishly greedy he's just letting the world know that he's having so much fun with his toy and doesn't want to give it up and if we automatically respond with now now share your toys then that's teaching him that he has to give it up just because that's the kind thing to do And we want to instill good values in our kids but we also don't want them to think that they have to give something up every time someone else wants to play with a toy they have so we have to find that balance so a good way to teach them how to communicate with this is to say hey i know you're not done with the toy so how can we kindly let your friend know that you still want to play with it i've taught my toddler to say hey i'm still playing with my toy can you please wait until i'm done or if my toddler wants a toy with which someone else is playing, I've taught him to ask, may I please have a turn when you're done? And this has taught them that there is a way to communicate that he can still want the toy and still have the turn, but he can do it in a respectful way rather than taking it from his friend or using aggressive hands to solve the problem. Number five, sometimes kids do things that bother your child and that's okay. So instead of screaming and kicking and throwing and and throwing a fit and whine about it, I teach them to say, I don't like that. Can you please stop? Oftentimes when our kids don't know how to express that, they don't like something that someone else is doing, their automatic instinct is to use physical force or screaming toward the other kid to let him know that he doesn't like that, which is a normal reaction. They haven't learned that. They can just go talk about that person behind their back like a normal person. I'm kidding, but that's what adults do, right? (laughs) So oftentimes our little ones have a hard time addressing and confronting the other person because they've not been taught. So even we as adults have a hard time addressing and confronting the other person because Who knows? Have we not been taught how to do that? I don't know. Are we just afraid to do that? I don't know. And honestly, I think we often forget that things bother us as adults. And we even don't always know how to confront the other person. As I said, sometimes we go talk about it behind their back and that's not okay either. But sometimes we might want to tell off a person or maybe even use aggression. But we know as adults that it's not the right thing to do. So we refrain and find a way to get out our anger. And kids don't know how to do that yet. We can't expect them to never get mad or never be bothered by something that someone else is doing. We just have to teach them that there's nothing wrong with confronting a person kindly or disagreeing with them or whatever have you. And knowing that is not something that's just hardwired in a kid's mind. So to do that, I teach my toddler to say, I don't like it when you scream loudly because it hurts my ears. Can you please stop? So again, I'll tell him, this is how you respond to that. If somebody's doing something you don't like, you need to say, I don't like it when you dot, 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 Can you please stop because dot, dot, dot. And that's okay. And and if we want to raise kids who know how to communicate when they get frustrated, we need to teach them how to communicate. And we need to teach them how to do it respectfully. And we have to remember that there are little humans who are still learning, and responding with a knee-jerk one-liner reaction is not going to teach them how to communicate despite the best of intentions behind it. Like I said, it still addresses the behavior, but it doesn't teach them how to handle the behavior. Instead, it doesn't provide them with that alternative. We have to go a step beyond that to help our little ones know that it's okay to have feelings, but we have to teach them appropriate ways to respond when they feel a certain way, which does take a lot of intention, repetition, and reflection as parents. But mama, you got this. I know, I know that once you start rephrasing the way you respond, you'll be so surprised at how your little one will start rephrasing how she responds and applying what you're teaching her over time. So here's your challenge for the week. Pick one way where you can start rephrasing your responses. Maybe you wanna stop saying use your words or share your toys. And think about how you can teach your little one to communicate in that moment. And oftentimes I do that by asking a question and then I model it. And I want you to start taking note about how her responses change over time. And I bet you will start to see a much more positive result from your child when they're in the midst of a meltdown or doing some bad things like throwing or using aggression, which is normal, but we want to try to teach them how to solve their problems instead. So that's all from me. And if you've liked what you've heard in this episode, be sure to take a screenshot of it and share what you loved about the episode in your stories on the Instagram. Tag me in your stories at Michelle Schaff, and I'll tag you in mine and we can spread the mama love together. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.